Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game, leading you up until 6 o'clock. And I'm going to be, look, I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I'm going to be totally transparent. That's what I am on this show. Now, I do want to talk about the Warriors and what the hell happened last night. Because, man, that first quarter when Steph scored 25 points, you thought that this dude was about to go for 100. You thought that this dude was going to be going for the triple digits in this game. That's how hot he looked. And then I think he ended up missing the next seven threes that he ended up attempting. And somehow, in some way, even after all the turnovers, after all the missed layups, after a dumb shot by Andrew Wiggins where he's taking it right in front of the three-point line, it's like, take it to the rack, Wiggs! But Steph Curry ends up getting it done. But I want to give you some full transparency here. Because that's what I do. And at 888-957-9570, that's the text line and the phone number, I need your help right now. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I need your help because I'm on my way into work this morning. I wasn't running late. I wasn't running late. I was on track to get here uh, at about 540, or excuse me, 440, which I did. Got here about 20 minutes before the show, which is typically a little later than I like to get in. I like to get in a half hour before the show starts, and if I do that any earlier, uh, that means that I'll probably be dead tired. I like to get in at 4 th- uh, 4.30. Got in at 4.40 this morning, and we park in a garage. And this garage is hell. Now, I'm not going to complain about having a garage because... You know, not everyone has a parking garage they could go into. I, I, it could be a lot worse, so I'm not going to complain about the garage here. But the elevators up to the floor weren't working. So, there's some signs on the door that say, go to this entrance, and then you'll be able to find your way. Went to the entrance, door was locked. There's another entrance that I know about, which you can use your key card and do all these different things to get up there. Key card wasn't working on that floor. <laughs> so... I spent the last 20 minutes getting up here to the station 
And I already parked here, got here at 440, spent the last 20 minutes coming up to the studio, and I rolled in at 459.15 with 45 seconds left. So I'm running on fumes here, people. So 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But look, man, it's Steph Curry. It's Steph Curry. We got to appreciate everything that Steph Curry is going to be bringing this season. And I I think that overall, that game that he had yesterday, it was a welcoming party. Full capacity at Chase Center. And he was feeling it. You had the old school jerseys, the new look jerseys, which I kind of liked. I didn't really feel one way or another about them. I'm not really uh, big on the whole, you know, Oh, I hate this jersey. I love this jersey thing. Unless it's the Giant City Connect jerseys, in which I do have an opinion on. But for the most part, with the Warriors and everything that they wear, I like a majority of the jerseys they wear. So I don't really have any any quarrels with their uniform from last night. But that game was way too much. (laughs) It was way too much. And it's funny how it works. Because with the Giants in their 107-win season... They were playing a lot of complimentary baseball, right? They were playing a lot of complimentary baseball, meaning whenever the lineup wasn't going, that means the starting pitcher might starting pitching might have picked them up. If the starting pitching wasn't going, that means the lineup and the bullpen picked them up, all while underlying so all underlying with some good defense. But they were playing complimentary baseball, and in the first game, we saw Steph. Even though he had a triple-double, he said he, he said at the end that he played like trash at the end of the first game against the Lakers. And then in this second game, after the bench went off in Game 1, it was Steph who went off instead, and the bench who did not have that great of a game. But I, I do want to get to what uh, Steve Kerr had to say regarding the energy, because you could feel it in that building, even just watching through the TV and listening on TNT with Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say after the game. After we took the early lead, I just thought they got into us and their physicality bothered us and led to a lot of those turnovers. And for us, you know, I love the way we responded. Second quarter was tough and, and we were down eight early fourth. I thought... Uh, our guys just really stuck with it. Draymond and Andre were amazing defensively. Steph Curry was just Steph Curry. You know, there's never been anybody like him. Those last two threes were ridiculous. And then I think our fans had a big part in this win. I, the energy out there was incredible. Great basketball game. The plays that they were out, they were running, they were executing perfectly. Those final two shots from Steph... And you, you, you take away all the turnovers, you take away everything that happened in the second and the third quarter, and then some of what happened earlier on in the fourth quarter as well. But those two shots, those two plays were perfectly ran and perfectly executed, and that's what Steph Curry does. And not only that, but it's just the effect that he has on these certain games here. From the 925, bro, I work construction. I got to carry bleep up the stairs all the time. You got to strengthen them legs up. It's not a question of me not wanting to walk upstairs. Oh, no. Not a question of that. I could walk up, you know, we used to have a, we used to work in a 12-story build, or a 12-floor, a a building with 12 floors on it. It's a 12-story building. And I used to walk up the stairs there sometimes just to get a little workout in. It's not a question of that. It is a question, though, of actually having the access to get to those stairs, and that's what I had trouble finding this morning. 
And that's why I'm doing everything here. I had a little plan going into the beginning of the show, but I didn't really have much time to get the get the notes ready and get all the sound ready. So I'm I'm doing my first segment here on the fly. Doing the first segment here on the fly because look, it just it's, this is what happens. This is what happens when the elevators don't work and none of the doors work. I'm actually, <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to get a call from Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky in just a minute, asking how the hell I get up, how he, how the hell he gets up to the second floor because it took me 20 minutes to figure it out. Uh, but back to the game, though. I thought that uh, it, it, for one thing, not only is it Steph and and the effect that he has on the game, but it was also Draymond Green. I thought Draymond Green, down the stretch, was leading the team defensively in the way that they were switching onto the Clippers. The way that no man was left open, it felt like they were playing lockdown defense in that final stretch there in the fourth quarter, which is when it really mattered most. And they executed, and here's what Steve Kerr had to say on that defensive effort. They're a very physical team with PG and Morris. Uh, Bledsoe and Jackson are, are strong guards. They get into you, and they come off the bench with man. And, you know, Winslow, they got guys who are going to get into you. Um, I thought they were the more physical team most of the night, but that fourth quarter stretch for us was the, the key to the game. I thought Draymond was instrumental, our defense turning up the way it did. And, and Andre Iguodala, just an amazing basketball player. I mean, after all these years he's he's still out there he and Wiggs really did a great job on Paul second half after he he got got to us in the first uh, just a fun game especially early in the season as we're trying to find ourselves great to have to suck it up and and pull one out like that and somehow they are two and oh uh, in this year even after having a game like that which is one fifteen to one thirteen win. You required Steph to go off in that first in that fourth quarter. He ended up with uh, forty five points on the night, and he was sixteen of twenty five from the field, which is massive. He also had ten rebounds, so he's a double double machine. But he also had the six turnovers, and that's a little something that I do want to focus on here. Are the turnovers now? Steph had six. Jordan Poole had seven. Jordan Poole did not have a good game yesterday. Jordan Poole was taking some errant shots. He was he looked like he was getting a little excited on certain plays. I don't know. There was one where he tried going to the rack, and it was just an epic fail. I don't even know what happened. The ball just ended up going out of bounds. Uh, but with all the turnovers, they accrued 21 of them as a team. 21. And if if anyone was watching that game last night, you knew it was the turnovers that were affecting them. Also, with the missed layups. I mean, there was one that Damian Lee had uh, in that fourth quarter, which really, really frustrated me. Uh, and Damian Lee had a couple of those yesterday, except he did knock down the big shot. So uh, that kind of, you know, exited, uh, uh, X'd all that out. But... When you get 21 turnovers and you compare that to the Clippers, who only had seven in this game, and you still manage to pull out a win, I I know it's the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, but overall, Kawhi's going to make them a really, really good team because already, even without them, they're not bad. I mean, you got the Morris twin who is going to randomly, you know, you got the Morris twin who is randomly going to give you that 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 three at the end of the game that's just going to frustrate the hell out of you, which is exactly what happened uh, in the left corner. But then you got 
Avika Zubats. Reggie Jackson and Avika Zubats, by the way, yesterday, he had 14 points. He was pretty dominant in the paint. Reggie Jackson did not look good yesterday, and even on an off day, they still managed to keep it close. Eric Bledsoe was fantastic, and then you had Paul George, too. And Paul George, you know, he's still going to get you 25 to 30 points a game damn near every time just because of how good he is, and he is a good two-way player. But then on the bench, you got Terrence Mann, you got Luke Kennard, you got Justice Winslow, and you got Coffee. I don't, I don't, I don't know about Coffee, but uh, you got Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann and Justice Winslow. That's a pretty, that's a pretty decent roster uh, that the Warriors beat there. So overall, a very, very good win for this team. A very good win, and it's one where you're just going to look at it and think, look, it may have been ugly. It may not have. They may not have won in the style that they want to. It might heart. You might heart back a little bit to last season when. It felt like Steph was doing this every night. Think about that. Think about that. How last year, there was just a stretch of games where everyone on the team would perform like that. (laughs) Where, Where everyone on the team would have a below average shooting night. Andrew Wiggins, 17 points on 15 shots. Draymond was actually really good. I thought Draymond uh, was really aggressive, especially even after hurting his wrist. Uh, that was a that was a moment in the game that I thought was crucial. I'm not going to lie, my heart skipped a beat there, but he still managed to stay aggressive in that one. Uh, Kevon Looney ended up getting 6 points. Jordan Poole, we already mentioned him, 9 points on 14 shots, and he was 1 of 6 from 3. Bialica, Bielitz only had six points in this one. Iguodala only with four. Uh, Moses Moody looked good. Moses Moody, I thought, uh, uh, looked pretty good in his little time that he played. Then you had Damian Lee, who just wasn't really getting it done, except he had that three late in the game. So you had these players here that did not play that well, and it was Steph carrying them, and that's all you saw last season. That is all you saw. was It felt like, Steph, 45 points. Next man up scoring is Andrew Wiggins with 17 on 15 shots. It felt like we were seeing that all the time. But now, maybe a different era, but it did hark back to what we were seeing last season. All right. I'm going to regroup here because I'm flustered and I'm rambling in this first segment. I appreciate all of you sticking around here with me. Uh... I do want to talk some football later in the program. Want to continue to talk Warriors, though, at the next segment here at 888-957-9570. Let's get to what Kerr and Draymond had to say regarding Steph Curry and just the unbelievable performance that he had last night. All right, 888-957-9570. Stephen Lightford in on the pregame show, 95. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Seven the game. Clippers Warriors have it attacking the basket to our right Draymond one dribble looks for Curry can't get it to him turns now bounce pass out to Curry a deep three got it oh my goodness about a step and a half from midcourt gives the Warriors a one point lead with a minute 50 to go 108-107 now back to the pregame show on 95-7 the game here's Stephen Langford I don't know What's more impressive? When you have a broken down play like that and you're down 107 to 105 and with that three completely broken down and from the left wing and it doesn't even count as a wing anymore. You're just right in front of that halfway line basically. The half court line. Excuse me. I'm flustered. We got JJ in San Jose who's called in right now and I'm glad he's saving me because the elevators in this place weren't working took me 20 minutes to get up to this studio i didn't get here really until the show opened played so i was scrambling i'm still flustered and it's been 20 minutes since but i don't know what's more impressive those types of step threes where the play is just completely broken down and it it just it doesn't feel like it's going to make turn into anything then steph knocks that one down or the following three where they run a perfectly executed play after the Clippers ended up taking a lead and somehow he knocks down a three to make it 111 to 109 and then the Warriors play some good defense on the other end of the floor when the Clippers try to run a set play and it just didn't work. I don't know. I don't know which one is more impressive though because of the gravity of the situation. Because he still had some time left in that fourth quarter when Steph knocked down that th- uh, that first three. But then when he knocked down that second one, you had to be clutch in that situation. And we'll get to what Steph had to say because he joined uh, Tim Roy, who of course is on the play-by-play here at 95-7 the game for the Warrior games. And he was on with uh, Tim Roy after the game, so we will get to what Curry had to say. But J.J. in San Jose is on the line. What's going on, J.J.? Hey, what up, nice guy? Thanks for taking me on. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course, you thank know, you for joining the show. Last night was now. Last night was crazy, man. You know it's bad when the outcome of the game, the of uh, the night, determines the theme or the vibe the following day. If the Warriors would have lost that game last night, <laughs> oh man, it would have been a would have been a rough Friday. But nonetheless, they got it done. I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy that Curry. Had a bounce back game, but you know, here's here's my one thing about my one issue with the with the game last night. Obviously, it's the turnovers, but more to it than that, you may, I don't know if they go back to those two playing games much since since the last season. I don't know if they thought about it much over the off season, but I was I was thinking I was under the impression that. Maybe they would focus more on the turnovers this season because for the simple reason that the turnovers is what killed them in the in the playing game. Specifically when Curry, man, I'll never forget this stat, nice guy. 
Curry and, and Draymond had 25 turnovers combined in the two playing games. Man, we had 21 turnovers last night, and I guarantee you Steve Kerr's going to lose his hair by the end of the season if this continues because that's what doomed him in the playing games. And it's just, and, But you know what, though? It's kind of like that one thing about that significant other that, you know, you're going to love him till the day you die, but it's going to be something that just bugs the hell out of you. Until the day Steph Curry retires, they're going to be turnover prone. Well, isn't that well? That's a that's possibly true, but also JJ. I mean, it is the, just the second game of the season. Doesn't that give you a little more relief there instead of it? You know, compared it to played games where it's you know do or die. I mean, at least this one in the second game of the year, they still pulled out a win. I mean, turnovers are something we're going to have to live with. You're right, JJ, and and hopefully not to this extent because you just you aren't going to be expected to win a game with 20 plus turnovers. But the fact that they did doesn't just give you a little sense of relief going into this season. Oh, it does, man. It absolutely does. And, and and you make a great point. They managed to win these first two games in completely different styles, mm-hmm. and which makes me do, do feel good because we've gotten our we've gotten blown out the the, the the beginning of the season, the past couple of seasons. It makes me feel good at the way they do it. But I'm telling yeah. you, man, like I bet you, if, if we if we if we can if we can be the best team in the league in terms of turnovers, or be up there with um, top five. We can easily become a top five team in general. All right, JJ, I appreciate the phone call. I I, I agree. I agree. I, they they're they're a good roster right now. They they they're looking good now. Granted, that second unit didn't go well because you had Steph just go nuclear in the first quarter. These numbers, man. The crazy part about this, Steph, gosh, you would have heard me talk about this all last year, but the crazy part about these quarters for Steph is these these numbers that he's rolling out here. 25 points, 5 of 5 from 3. He made both of his free throws, naturally. He had two rebounds, he had one assist, one steal, one block, and he was 9 of 9 overall. I mean, he was doing it in every way. And then later on in the game when he put, uh, I wouldn't say he put Luke Kennard on skates, but my goodness. (laughs) He went full, Steph went full Darth Vader on, he went full Darth Vader on Luke Kennard. And he said, hey, Luke. No, I am the father. On that one specific play. But in that first quarter, but in that first quarter, those are the types of numbers where guys would have career nights off of that. Career nights. Guys in, that played in the NBA, you know, players who maybe didn't get much time off the bench or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to knock you if you played in the NBA. You played in the NBA. But not a lot of these guys get... So, a, a lot of players just don't get the playing time, and they they mostly ride the bench, whatever. But those numbers that he had in the first quarter, those would be career nights for some people, for some players. And some good ones, too. Five of five from three. Not a lot of people do that. <laughs> Not a lot of people do that. All right, let's go to the next caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. If of course you want to share your thoughts, what's your name? Where you calling from? You know how I produce calls on this show. I just screen them live on air because that's how unprofessional I am. What's your name? Where you calling from? It's Bud from Oakland, man. My man Bud. What's going on? Hey, so listen, I I understand there's only two games, but we you know from those two games Uh-oh. you can't. Help me be happy with what you saw. But listen, last year, 
Steph Curry was supposed to win the MVP, and he did not. He was upset. He didn't show it, but that dude was furious. Now, when I gave this analogy to some other people, they laughed at me. Now, the year that Michael Jordan led the league in scoring and, and did everything else, they gave them they gave the MVP to who? Carl Malone. Michael Jordan was furious. He was totally upset. When did he do that very next year? He came out and put the league on notice once again. If I'm not mistaken, the Bulls went on to win three championships. Now, I'm not saying that the Warriors are a 3 P team as of right now. But I guarantee you that Steph Curry has that MVP from last year in his mind. And I'm not taking nothing away from Jokic. Jokic, he's a great player. You know, he played. He, he, he got what he deserved. They gave him the MVP. But honestly, I don't think he deserved that MVP over Curry with those historic numbers that he put up for, for an NBA season. I mean, honestly, yeah. I believe he's ready to put this, the whole NBA season on notice. I mean, right now he's playing like Blade, and uh, uh, these other teams are like vampires. He's coming in, he's slaying them all. He's got silver dagger threes that he's throwing up for everybody. And, uh, man, if, if we can contain the turnovers, if we can – I mean, and, and we had, what, 27 turnovers? 21, yeah. Game by, 21 turnovers and we still won the game by two, and then they say, oh, well, you know, they didn't have Kawhi. Well, we don't have uh, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. So if we have Clay Thompson, it's space to force some more, and, 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 and one of those, those extra bench bodies takes a seat, hey – this game is not even in the balance if you, if, if you want to go with ifs and fifths. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If everybody's up to healthy, if everybody's at the healthy potential and, and we're all out there shooting threes and getting rebounds, every two that they put up and every three that we put up, we're still going to have more. And that's what was going on in the, fourth quarter, in the first quarter. They're throwing up twos and twos going to the basket, and the whole team and Curry was just firing threes away. I mean, Andrew Wiggins started off three for three from behind the three-point line. Yeah. I know his game has slowed down just a little bit as the, as the games are going, but, I mean, you know, as far as Steve Curry, now maybe that's what they want, to help him to show the load with Steph Curry coming out in the beginning. Hey, hit those shots. Take them to the rack. And, you know, they make it just by enough time just for Clay Thompson to come back. I appreciate that, bud. You know, and I don't think that's a laughable notion to think that Steph is feeling some sort of vendetta this year. I don't think that's I don't think that's a stupid notion. I'm not gonna laugh at that. I don't think that's laughable. I think I think there's something to that. I think there's something to it. But also at the same time though, bud, it feels like Steph plays at that level. I I understand what you're saying. I understand that you're saying that it, it brings that extra it brings that extra attention to detail it might give him an extra motivation give him that chip on his shoulder whatever but it doesn't feel like Steph really needs that you know it feels like Steph can do this uh, as long as he's healthy on any given night and I think that's something we didn't talk about enough bud um, from last season compared to this season and what he can do I mean think about this last year and I did. I I'll be honest. I forgot about this until really we went to the season, and you know I'm I'm just thinking about Steph and think about the team and all that. Steph was playing on a broken tailbone last year. <laughs> like he had to sit on a butt pad on a seat so that he could sit down and it wouldn't hurt. Like that's where that's where Curry was. Now you're getting him at this point in the season. Now you know. 
knock on wood, that saying is, I don't like that saying anymore, uh, as you probably know, but Steph is not is playing fully healthy right now, and I think on top of that MVP thing that you were mentioning, bud, I think Steph is just playing at 100%, and I think we're going to be seeing this throughout the season, so we could be seeing possibly, it's hard to say, the best Steph Curry that we're ever going to see because there was a stretch last year where he was averaging damn near 40 points. But one thing that's different, uh, and you make a good point here from the 6-5-0, last night was a game last year's Warriors squad would have lost. I appreciated even more just how insane Clay's 37-point quarter was. It's so nice having a roster with some veterans who know what to do on the court. Also, Curry's 25 points in the first quarter makes me appreciate even more just how insane Clay's 37-point quarter was. Yeah. Yeah. He was going off. He was going off, and Clay had 37 uh, in one quarter. But before we do get to break, I want to play uh, Steph Curry, uh, what he said with Tim Roy last night on the air after the game, because Tim Roy, of course, the play-by-play voice, Warriors Vox, he is a legend. And Steph Curry, one legend, talking to another legend in Tim Roy. And here's what he had to say with how he fed off of the crowd here. I feel like we we obviously have a lot of room to grow, but the fact that we can put together wins like this back-to-back to start the season, it means a lot about what we're building on our foundation. So that's the most optimism or optimistic I can be in terms of you know, where, we're, where, we're, where we're headed, uh, everybody buying into how we're playing, everybody contributing. And, you know, the lessons that we, we, we know we have to learn because we're a new group together, you got to learn those lessons, but thankfully they're in wins right now. Feel great. Feel great. Woo! I got to bring the energy from uh, this building tonight and obviously, you know, this type of game, very similar to uh, the opposite of what we did against them last year where we went down big, came back. But it's a game of runs. Everybody stayed with it. Defensive down the stretch, made plays. Uh, but we really fed off the, you know, the sellout crowd here. Can't tell you how much we missed it. I know you guys know, but it really helped us down the stretch for sure. Have you ever heard Curry like that? Feel great. Feel great. Woo! <laughs> Dude was fired up. And I think the full capacity at Chase Center is going to help, too, when they're playing at home games. Because not only would 650 was mentioned, last year's Warriors squad probably would have lost this one, which, which, which might be true. That's a, it's a hypothetical, which I'm willing to buy into. But I also think that having a full capacity crowd helps spur it on. Because those last two threes that he made... He had to have fed off that energy and felt it. Like, that's where that's where Steph becomes so special, and I couldn't imagine being in that building last night. And if you were, I'd love to hear from you at 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. I know not a lot of you at 5.30 in the morning probably went to the game last night, since I'll assume a lot of you are sleeping. But if you did, I would love to hear from you at 888-957-9570. So you hear this from Steph. Feel great. Feel great. And I promise we are going to talk about Warriors on the other side. But then I only have a half hour left. Don't have a break in between that. So I got to tease everything that I got coming up. The complete opposite of that, the polar opposite of that, is Mike McDaniel, 49ers offensive coordinator. I don't know how I haven't heard any sound from this guy before. I have a little bit. I did in the preseason, and I heard from Mike McDaniel, but the clips that I heard, you know, it was just kind of the generic coach speak that you hear at the podium. But then I heard yesterday's press conference in the beginning of it. And wait till you hear this sound. 
<laughs> Wait till you hear this sound here at triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's all coming up. Stephen Lightfoot did on the pregame show ninety five seven. The game. Curry hustles up the floor. Throw ahead, Damian Lee. Back to Curry. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Curry knocked it down. Warriors go up by two, and the Clippers call time. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. From the 574, I love it when texters do this. I love it. Now, did you hear when I was making my World Series predictions before the Major League Baseball season, uh, did you hear that I thought the Twins were going to make it to the World Series? (laughs) I don't know if you heard that, but I thought the Twins were going to make it to the World Series. Nobody really reminds me of that. Some have on the text line. I never read it out. But on the 574, if you do text in... Something you remember me saying, a prediction that I had correct, and you bring it up on the text line. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up too. And from the 574, nice guy. Are you two for two with the Warriors? Yesterday, you didn't take you didn't you take the points under, but take the Warriors to win? So yes, in game one, I just said take the Warriors to win outright because on the money line, I thought you were going to get good value there. Uh, so that was the play for me, and so the Warriors ended up winning. And then yesterday. You could have caught it depending on when you were doing your betting for entertainment purposes, of course. Uh, but depending on when you were doing it, the number got down to minus three. I caught it in the morning here um, at minus four, and I thought the Clippers would cover that number, meaning that the Warriors, they would win, but they would not win by four. They'd win by less than that. And of course, the Warriors. They won by two, 115 to 113. And I, I, I can't even remember. I wrote it down. Uh, the over under from yesterday. I ended up taking the, uh, the, the under on this one and it went to 228 and the over under was at 229. So yeah, two and oh on both sides with the win total and the over under. How about that? Never thought about it. Never thought I'd happen. 2-0. and <laughs> Never happened in my betting life. All right, 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. Want to continue to talk about Steph, though, because I don't know... I don't, I don't know what's more impressive. I don't know if it was that three that I just played you, which was... Basically the dagger to end the game. Curry hustles up the floor. Throw ahead, Damian Lee. Back to Curry. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Curry knocked it down. Warriors go up by two, and the Clippers call time. Where it was a clear set play, the screens were set perfectly, and Curry went around it and did the classic catch and shoot while he's off balance. Just an unbelievable shot in order to give the Warriors the lead. And then, and then on the opposite side, They had enough time, the Clippers did, to get a bucket. But in the end, uh, the Warriors, uh, they played some good defense uh, with the last few seconds there, even though Paul George knocked down that three, which was just... Uh, uh, that was just a prayer. Just heaved up a prayer and somehow knocked it down. I don't know which was more impressive, though, for Curry. 
This one here, or also this deep hash mark three-pointer. 107-105, Clippers, Warriors have it, attacking the basket to our right. Draymond, one dribble, looks for Curry, can't get it to him. Turns, now bounce pass out to Curry, a deep three, got it, oh my goodness! About a step and a half from midcourt, gives the Warriors a one-point lead with a minute 50 to go! 108-107. It was a completely broken down play. And Draymond gets it to Steph, and somehow he knocks down that shot. That was just as impressive to me as that second shot that he hit. But I think Bud was making the point in the last segment. Bud in Oakland was saying that, hey, Steph not winning the MVP last year. Well, he's wearing that this year, and he's going out with the vengeance. He's looking at this season differently, and I agree with that. And then at the same time, you're bringing in fans with full capacity. He's not going to have a hurt tailbone. All things for Steph are pointing in the right direction. And and granted, he, you know, I know he scored 45 points in, in the end. That's amazing. But I almost I almost expected him to put down 50. I was thinking he was going to drop a 50 burger. I really did from the from the from the first play uh, from the first quarter when he knocked down 25 points went five of five from three nine of nine overall from the field knocking down a couple of his three thro- free throws the lack of turnovers in the first quarter and the big lead that they had but then you know when we were talking about it so much after game one with the Lakers where we were saying this is a different team the bench is a different team the second unit is a different team well. The second unit yesterday, last night looked like the second unit that we're kind of used to because the Clippers ended up taking a 40-22 to 22 lead in that second quarter. They had That's what they led the second quarter with. That was the score, 40-22, to 22, plus 18 in the second quarter for the Clippers, and they retook the lead somehow into the half. And um, that's the point where also Steph wasn't just knocking down any shots either in that second quarter when he did come in. So that's the point where you felt like, okay, you know, we're we're we got to come back to we got to come back to reality here. We got to realize, okay, maybe it could be a different team, but also they got the win. They got the win. Who cares? And how long have you? How long has it been since you've heard Curry like this when he was on the post game with Tim Roy? Feel great. Feel great. Woo! I got to bring the energy from uh, this building tonight and obviously, you know, this type of game, very similar to uh, the opposite of what we did against them last year where we went down big, came back. But it's a game of runs. Everybody stayed with it. Defensive down the stretch, made plays. Uh, but we really fed off the, you know, the sellout crowd here. Can't tell you how much we missed it. I know you guys know, but it really helped us down the stretch for sure. I believe in that. And I believe in that. From the 415. Dagger shot is insurance. That Curry 3 is clutch to take the lead. But also from the 415. Nice guy. Did you also pick OKC to go to the NBA Finals? <laughs> no, I actually had uh, the Houston Rockets coming out of the West and then the Orlando Magic coming out of the East. The NBA is looking forward to that one. Adam Silver, really excited. <laughs> On the NBA's 75th anniversary, you're taking two teams. Uh, really, you haven't been there in a while. With the Rockets and the Magic. It's going to be a good matchup in the NBA Finals. Those are Nice Guy Steven's predictions. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate that. But look, that was a win they they desperately needed last night. Um, the reason being is, you know, it's not desperate because you're at the beginning of the season, but the reason being, you get these wins over the Lakers and the Clippers. One in, one in L.A. and then one at home. And now... 
You got two at home against the King, or excuse me, you got two away, one at the Kings, and then one at the Thunder. Two very winnable games, although I do think that uh, that Kings game is going to be a lot of fun. But then following that, following the two road games, you got eight home games in a row where you got the Grizzlies, the Thunder, the Hornets, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, and the Bulls. And one, two, three, four, half of those teams are teams that, you know, could make the playoffs. The the Grizzlies and the Bulls and, well, the Hawks, I think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs out of the East. Well, how how can you really take my word for it? Uh, But then you also got the Hornets, too, who I think are going to be very good this season, and they're led by the Riddler, LaMelo Ball. So... They're very winnable games, but these two, you had to get out the way, and you, you've you proven to the fans here, you've set the tone. You've proven to them that, hey, even if we don't play our best game, which really I don't even think they have. These past two games, again, you saw Steph in one game with the bench not really doing much, along with his supporting cast. I actually thought Draymond was really good yesterday. It was really Steph and Draymond uh, in last night's game. But then in the game prior, you had the bench going off. You know, you had Bielitsa and Jordan Poole in that fourth quarter down the stretch being the reason that you won that game. So you haven't even had a complete game yet. And I wonder when that complete game is going to come. And I really think, actually, you're going to need that in Sacramento because the Kings are going to be hungry. Here is what Steve Kerr had to say uh, regarding last night's game and just the Steph Curry effect and how good he is. Steve, when Steph is pulling those, those last two shots, do you just become like the rest of us or is there still an impulse to you like that is thinking like maybe like what do you do why are you no 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 yes is that is that still there or is it gone no i never say no 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 i'm i want him to shoot every time jama came up to me after the game and he said this this may not be new to you guys but you know decky and i were just talking and this is their first time with the steph curry experience and they were just blown away and even though we've all been here watching it i'm still blown away there's never been anybody like him and not just the, the shooting range but just the competitiveness and the guts and amazing amazing player and there's nothing like when Steph is rolling and you got a full capacity crowd and you need a three to take the lead. And Steph's the guy. And Steph's the guy. You had the clutch three from Damian Lee uh, earlier on in the game to help take the lead when they were down uh, 98 to 96. You had Damian Lee make a clutch three there, but they were also beating themselves. Warriors were turning the ball over at inopportune times. They weren't making open layups early on in the second and the third quarter. Um, it was it was it was pretty ugly. It was pretty ugly in that second and third quarter and really at the start of the fourth quarter too. But also they played some good defense down the stretch along with getting some good shooting. And um, where was it here? Where's the text that I'm looking for? Uh, from the where is it? From the four oh eight. I knew some would downplay the win considering there's no Kawhi, but as you stated, we're still missing Clay. We beat two playoff teams to start the season. Let's go, Dubs. I think that, you know, the Clippers without Kawhi thing, after watching that game last night and the way that they opened the season up, they got some depth. They got some depth. Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard, those two guys, they can be starters on certain teams. And when, you know, you have a, a playoff caliber team where you got guys like Pete, Paul George and, um, and Reggie Jackson, and then you're going to eventually have Kawhi Leonard, Avika Zubats. If you don't have another center, you, you're, you're going to want to start him. Um, 
but I think they got some depth on that team, and it was a it was a tough matchup. It was a tough matchup from the four oh eight. I would call in and tell you how the game was, but I lost my voice. Watching Curry Cook in real life is the eighth world wonder. That's E from the 408 on the San Mateo Bridge. And from the 650, any updates on Draymond Green? Well, let me try and find the latest for you. As you hear from Draymond Green, here's what he had to say after the game. I think down the stretch, we got stops. They were up 98-90. And, you know, we got stops on the defensive end and was able to push the pace and get back in the game. I think we may have took... Went on a nine zero run, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that, to take that lead back, and so uh, that was that was great for us. And, and we stopped turning the ball over at that point. You know, we've talked about just getting a shot up at the rim, and you know that team has seven turnovers, and so uh, that's the difference in the game. And we shot the ball extremely well. I think for the most part, we defended pretty well. You know, 18 points off turnovers. That's tough to defend that. So uh, we can clean that up, and that's you know that's one of our focuses, and also. Defending without fouling. I'm not sure how many free throws they ended up with. 21. But we fouled a lot and we were playing against a set defense all the time. And so, you know, if we can stop fouling and get out in transition like we were at the beginning of that game, although we were still fouling a little bit, they weren't costly fouls and they weren't putting them on the line. But I think that, you know, that's something, two things that we can clean up. And he's right. I mean, you got the win. You got the win. Uh, Speaking of Draymond, though, um, the update for him right now is that he hurt that wrist in the third quarter, as you saw, and uh, right at the beginning of the third quarter, too. Just a rude awakening when you're starting off the second half. Uh, but as he is driving and going to the uh, going to the hoop, he tries getting up a layup, ends up falling down. It looked like his shoulder at first. I thought it was his shoulder, but then he ends up uh, grabbing his right wrist. Then he ends up taking two free throws, knocks down the first one, so he thought he was all right, then missed the second one. Then he goes back on the other end of the floor grimacing. And then, of course, as they always have to do on these national broadcasts, when, when it's Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller, and shout-out to Reggie Miller for making that uh, NBA 75th anniversary team. That was actually a pretty cool reveal that they had last night. But they, they always do this with injuries. It's always the, oh, no, oh, no. And then they end up being okay. So as of right now, it doesn't look like it's anything serious, but we have yet to await till today because we haven't had that much time in between to know really how Draymond's feeling. I'm sure Draymond is still asleep. You know what? Actually, I'm sure Draymond, even after a game like that, sets his alarm for 459 so he can turn on the pregame show on 95.7 in the game. I think Draymond does that. I, I, I have, I have some, I have some tweet DM saying from Draymond saying, "Hey, great show, Stephen. Keep it up." <laughs> so stupid. Oh man, but yeah, that wrist injury, and then you also had, uh, then you had Andre Iguodala. Did it feel like everybody was slipping on that court last night? Like where were, where were you at, towel guys? It's a tough job. I, I give those guys credit. The ones who sit under the hoop and, you know, they got to be out there with the towels and go and wash, uh, wash down any, any spots that you can possibly slip. Andre did that last night and ended up hurting his hip there. But, man, they got to clean that up. <laughs> like, we can't be having these opening nights at Chase Center where you're having one of your veterans in, in Andre Iguodala slip like that. Whew. 
<laughs> All right, look, I want to spend the last five minutes talking about this because we do have the 49ers and the Colts and um, really an NFL weekend where uh, some of these good teams are, are out on a bye. Like, you're not going to be seeing the Bills. Uh, some of these matchups here. You know, we got the Chiefs and the Titans I'm really looking forward to. And then you also got the uh, the Ravens and the Bengals, which I think is going to be a good matchup. And then, of course, you got the Raiders uh, and the Eagles for all you Raider fans out there. But other than that, not that amazing of matchups here. And on Sunday Night Football, you do have the 49ers and the Colts. And I think that one is going to be very interesting. And I do want to share my thoughts on that in just a second. But we did get a caller here at 888-957-9570. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You know how I screen calls on air. I do it live. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Mike Pleasant Hill. Mike in Pleasant Hill. What's going on, Mike? Good, man. I'm just following up on that next 25 uh Draymond didn't get on there, I mean, which is what should have happened. And then I seen Thompson, he was upset that he didn't get on it. But he was a tweener, and he probably didn't deserve it. He might get on when they do the next next 100 or something like that. But uh, just get your take on that. But uh, uh, as far as Draymond not making it, that, that's, that's the way it should have been. <laughs> Appreciate the phone call, Mike. You, you tried to get my take on this yesterday, too. Look, my overall take on these lists is I don't care. That's what my take is on that. Wait, and next year, am I really going to be saying, oh, man, he didn't make the 75th anniversary team. I'm pissed. Like, no. I, I get the players. Uh, and I get why Clay's mad. Clay posted on Instagram, felt the need to post on Instagram, saying that, you know, maybe he's naive to his own talent, but he feels like he deserves to be in that 75. And, you know, if you're a player, it's totally different. But me, if you're just asking, nice guy Steven, I'm talking about myself in the third person here, uh, but... From the 510, Draymond hurting his wrist helped him with his layups. <laughs> like rookie of the year, where you break your arm and all of a sudden you're a major league pitcher. Uh, but I don't care about those lists, you know? And, and, and the rankings and all that. It's just, it, it's it's an argument that just is a non sequitur for me. It's just, I, I really don't care about those. I really don't care. That's really my take on it, Mike and Pleasant Hill. But please feel free to call in uh, anytime, especially from five to six, if you'd like. Uh, but before we get to the Colts and the and the Niners and what my prediction here is, and I'd love to hear from you at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What is your score prediction for the Forty ers and the Colts come Sunday night? But I came to a revelation yesterday. Mike McDaniel is the offensive coordinator. Mike McDaniel, previously the run game coordinator, been with the Niners for a while, been with Kyle Shanahan. And we hear from Kyle Shanahan so much in his post-game, in his press conferences, right? And I will be playing Kyle Shanahan after the game, but later on in the week, when he has those midweek press conferences, eh, there, there, there's not much there. You know, it's just like, hey, was Trey Lance or Jimmy going to start? But Mike McDaniel, I watched his press conference yesterday because I'm thinking, you know what, I need something new. And Mike McDaniel speaks every Thursday. Listen to the way he started out his press conference when he spoke to the media. This is 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel. Is it game day yet? Uh, uh, I, I wish it was right now. We are, we've, uh, I can tell you this much. Our entire team is ready to play football again. Um, we've had... Uh, about a month of sour tastes in our mouth, so we're all pretty eager to get on the field and, and play play our way through this. And um, 
I, I desperately wish you guys would have told me it's Sunday afternoon right now because it seems like a long time, but it'll be here shortly. What you guys got? Around the ball. Oh, man. That's it. Just what do you guys got? I wish it was Sunday. Just th- how he introduced himself at the presser. Is it game day yet? Uh, oh, I, I wish it was right now. We are, we've, uh, I can tell you this much: our entire team is ready to play football again. And he had the rest. He had the rest of the press conference, and and really, you know, it wasn't like that the entire time. He gave some pretty poignant answers, but then later on, toward the end, he was asked about whether playing against DeForest Buckner in practice has helped him with his game planning. And listen to his response: Buckner, after all the years. Playing and practicing against him help you at all in your game planning? Helps me have anxiety. Um, no, he. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 this guy, this guy used to work or live with a comedian who now is uh, married to Katie Nolan, but he's a comedic actor, and he used to. He went to Yale. I'm learning all this stuff about Mike McDaniel, and I saw this presser yesterday, and I was just like, "This is my guy." After all the years playing and practicing against him, help you at all in your game planning? Helps me have anxiety. So every Friday, we're going to be playing some more stuff from Mike McDaniel going forward after he speaks to the media on Thursday. Uh, So with the 49ers and the Colts, this is weird, but Carson Wentz is really good in October. Like, that's when he's at his best. If you just look at the splits, his numbers in September and November, they don't compare anywhere to October, and he's been really good as of late. But I also think the 49ers defense is going to be too much to overcome it, and I don't think they're going to have an extra point. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.